JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast. Special guest in studio. One of the most talked about guests before she even got here. Flatbush girl, who is a, uh, I think we could describe her as a social media sensation. Certainly a social media influencer. And to somebody who has declared and now officially is running for district leader in the 45th district in Brooklyn, New York, is in our studio on this Tuesday morning here at JM in the AM. Flatbush girl, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so, so much for having me. A pleasure. And by the way, anybody who wants to, oh, already I see that you're a, you're a very bubbly, funny, funny person it looks Thank like. You. Anybody who wants to watch this encounter, go to Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Again, uh, this entire thing is being um, is being uh, filmed and preserved at facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, so if I were to ask you who Flatbush Girl is, what would you say? I would say she's a character um, that uses humor to communicate with her audience and create social commentary. Sometimes we don't see ourselves clearly when we right. just talk about it in plain language. But when we use humor, we can highlight some of the things that make us unique, make us strange, uh, make us amazing. Uh, and basically, I've been using my platform to inspire uh, the younger generation, to try and inspire girls. And now it's time to get into politics. Interesting. Uh, yeah, to affect change, right? That's It's one of the ways to affect change in this country, get involved in the political arena. Yes, I think so. Uh, When did you realize at what stage of your life that you had these capabilities, that you had the comedy and combination with the ability to inspire, et cetera, et cetera? When did this, were you in high school when you discovered this? Would your family say at the young age of three, four or five, you were like this already? When, when did this start this whole thing? Um, okay, well, it kind of was born out of necessity. Um, I was trying to put my marketing agency out there on Instagram. Everyone has some sort of company on Instagram. And it was really hard to convert um, eyeballs into sales. It was hard to, you know, get followers. And I noticed that people posting funny videos were getting a lot more traffic. Mm. So I said, hmm, if we could take the humor spin, then maybe we can start with humor. You and then- forced yourself to be funny. I did. For the, the cause. Yes. The, the <laughs> real secret is that I'm not funny at all. I'm just observant. Interesting. <laughs> You, you may have just broken the heart of a lot of teenage That's girls right. who follow you. you That's know? all right. I think it's important to, you know, deconstruct the things they're seeing so that it's not just, you know, superficial. Because they think you're hilarious. In fact, yeah. not just teenage girls. There are, there are adults in their 50s and 60s who in the last week have said to me, I, I just I listen and watch everything she says. I find her to be so entertaining and just full of you know interesting information and observations, etc. I think that humor, um, what I'm learning, is kind of like a muscle. That the more you practice it, um, the more it just ends up becoming part of you. Hmm. Interesting. Flatbush Girl is here in studio. Nahum Siegel Network on Facebook to watch our Facebook Live video. Are you on any type of social media at this moment? At this second? Yeah, I've been documenting as we go. Which means that you're doing what? You're, you're... Every couple of minutes, I'll right. do a 15 second clip and I'll share it with my audience uh, and kind of just let them know what I'm up to. Right. So do, do people know? That you're here today? Of course people know that I'm here today. I've been telling them last (laughs) night and this morning, and we're telling them right now. And do you have uh, followers around the world? Or because you're a Flatbush girl, the bulk of your following is really, you know. All over the world. It's not just Brooklyn-centric. Yes. 
It's mostly. I so think, it's a shame that people outside of Brooklyn can't vote for you. <laughs> I agree with that. If we could convert this election into, you know, Instagram right. district leader, I think I would have an easier time. You would winning. do pretty well, huh? Now, details for those who have the fortune of being in your district. Anybody who's in the 45th district, I assume it's the Councilmanic district, right? I assume so. I don't know. The 45th district in Brooklyn, New York, yes. has the right and, and is registered as a Democrat has the right to vote for you on September the 13th. I think that's a Thursday, yes, right? Yes, it's two days after Rosh Hashanah. Right, Thursday, September the 13th, as district leader. Yes. Right now, what do the polls say? Are you are you a far ahead of everybody else? Are you, you know, in the back of the pack? How does it look right well, now? Listen, we're dealing with another district leader who people have never heard her name. Hmm. Um, people say to me, you know, I've been living here for a while. Who Like, who are you running against? And I say, well, why don't you know? Right. That's kind of an indication of her involvement. District leader is a volunteer position and um, you have the right to uh, do the bare minimum and you have the right to get very involved. So if you don't know who your current district leader is, then that's an indication of how involved she's been. And I know that people around the world might find this hard to believe in 2018. And I think this is true. You'll tell me. Uh, district leader, it's one male and one female, correct? Yes. Which is really, when you I think, think it's when, amazing. when you think about the USA, it's, it, it's so strange that that's how it worked out. But basically in all these districts in New York, they want one male and one female. And today that would cause, I guess, some, some questions and controversy. That's a separate topic. Right. One male and one female right. to be, and you are being voted for independently. It's not like you're running with a male, you know, no, uh, no, candidate no, together. You're your independent ticket. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and if you get the most, votes in your female category you will yes. be the next district leader yes does this this does not take effect september the 13th right i assume it takes effect sometime in the early part of 2019 if you would win right um, i, would I believe so yeah you're correct and that means that uh, have you thought about what your first act as district leader will be will it be something dramatic will it be something that will attract hundreds of thousands of people on instagram um i think i'd like to make it clear to my audience that the point of the platform the point of forty thousand people gathering in one spot on one profile is to show my accountability to them so to continuously use opportunities to keep them in the loop have transparency allow them to send direct messages i answer around 400 direct messages a day oh very similar to the president of the united states transparency through twitter and other social media he's very into twitter you're very into instagram so i would like to just you know continue to use the platform to show them you know i'm here i'm staying here this is my main form of communication and you can depend on me flatbush girl is here in studio at jm and the am facebook.com slash nahum single network to see the video as it happens here uh, live in our studio. Um, some of the, th- if I was as fascinated with Flatbush Girl as, let's say, my daughters are, okay, I would. <laughs> in fact, one of them said to me, she wonders if you would recognize her, um, her, her, her it, username. Her username. Thank you. Because we probably DM back and forth. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so she asked me to ask you that specifically. Um, but if I was really, you know, daily on a regular basis. Uh, watching Flatbush Girl, I would know that you are into what? What are some of the types of things that really interest you? For instance, someone told me that the other night you were at a Jewish wedding, a really fancy, nice, beautiful Jewish wedding, and that you were lauding the Iron Teitelbaum Orchestra. And I'm wondering, are you a Jewish music fan? Like, is that one of the things we would know about you? I love the way you posed the question. That's amazing. So one of the ways... Um one of the ways that I keep the platform thriving, meaning there's a team behind the scene. It's not just me. Really? There are, yes, I have creative team members. I have script writers. Um, 
you know, I have caption helpers, people who help me strategize when to post, how to post. Obviously, I'm, you know, kind of at the head of it, but yeah. I, I need to. I would to think team. at this point, you know when to post and how to post. Well, you know, there's, oh, Instagram is constantly changing its algorithm. It's becoming a very competitive, you know, landscape to be on. And one of the things I do is I'm a social media influencer. Right. This means that I try to create natural content to help promote people's businesses and whatever their careers are. Right. So if I'm uh, if I'm on my Insta story and I'm at a wedding and I'm sort of doing a promotion for Micha Gamerman and Aaron Title M Orchestra, you might be able to get lost in the content and imagine it's just me storytelling or documenting my evening. Right. But if you look closely, you'll notice that the tags and the call to actions are pretty clear. So if you have the antenna for it, you'll also notice that it's a big fat ad. And why Instagram? <laughs> Aren't there big, can't there be big fat ads and success on things like Facebook and Twitter? Not the oh, one million percent. And, oh, there and, can and, be. Yeah, there can and be. they're experts in that. So Flatbush Girl happens to be on Instagram. Would you say it's the best place for you to be of all the social media? I think out there? that right now within the within the Jewish community, there's a lot of anonymity that you can have on Instagram. Meaning on Facebook, it's kind of hard to have a fake username. Um, Instagram is a little bit more fine-tuned in what kind of profiles they allow you to create. Mm. And then with Instagram, you can just make any name you want. And so there's a lot of people who aren't comfortable with people knowing that they're using social media who are using it. And um, I, I just find that it's you know a huge platform that the Jewish community is using. Interesting. Um, I was told that last night you actually demonstrated how to install the NSN app if somebody would want to hear this conversation. Yes, I did. That's pretty cool. I have to thank you for that. It's my pleasure. I hope people around the world are taking advantage of that service. I hope so. Uh, thank I appreciate that. Uh, I remember when I, when this whole fascination with your career started to get to people like me, right? When it, when it, when it that went that far right. that it already reached someone like me, one of the first videos I saw was you shopping for flowers for Shabbos. Mm -hmm. Now, tell me. And the truth is I could ask my staff because they are, some of the staff members I have are as fascinated as my kids are with you. But why would I or should I be interested that you are now picking out flowers and, and deciding which ones to bring into your home for Shabbos? I, I, I love that question. I think it's a brilliant question from a psychological point of view. Um, I believe that people have been consuming content over the years. They've been consuming entertainment that's very filtered. And that, oh, we, it's been approved for the air, right? right? And I think that we've become disenchanted and our antennas are up for sensing fakeness. And and people want a more organic connection to the people they're watching. There's a reason why reality TV took off so hugely, you right. know, just a decade ago. And there's a reason why the Kar people are watching the Kardashians brush their teeth. Right. People want to feel as though they're watching. Because right, they think that that's not they, staged, right? Right, they right. think it's not right. staged. I mean, and it's definitely... Right, and a lot of it is not, right? Exactly. A lot of it is more right. organic than, let's say, just watching a scripted television Correct. show. Um, so I think that it's relaxing for people. Right. People can sit down on their couch and they can feel like there's someone they relate to and someone that reminds them of the things they're going through. And I think the smartest social media influencers are sharing their struggles, obstacles and plights, not just sharing their their wins because this But is purchasing flowers for Shabbos an obstacle or plight. What is well, that? It's more like is it a struggle? It is helps it a... them identify with me as someone who's uh, similar to just them. Just like I will walk on a Friday and decide yes. what looks beautiful on my Shabbat right, table, right. you're doing the same it thing. It engenders sympathy, and then my wins and my losses become shared with my audience. Right. Understood. Right? Interesting. Um, I think one other thing, if you people would know about me on social media, is that, you know, 
female equality is something really tricky to advocate for within the firm community. Right. Um, you know, it could seem as well, though... Well, it's easy to advocate. You just have to get through the trickiness of being condemned. Right, and, exactly. You know, things right. like that. Which I faced a lot of. And yeah. I think that my audience has seen it's not really about just getting attention as a female. It's more about just saying things like our faces, just our right. faces should have more of a, a So I have to say, I applaud, I applaud your efforts um, to, um, uh, to remind the world of the absurdity of women's faces not being in Jewish newspapers. Thank you for saying that, oh, because I, when it comes from a man, it means so much oh, more. It's completely absurd. And I believe that it is, it is symptom, it, 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 let me put it the right way. I believe it leads uh, symptomatically to a terrible, terrible message to the young ladies in our community. A terrible message. And I don't think, it, it is shocking to me that responsible rabbis don't know that. That it, it, it's such a terrible, and I mean, you go back to any generation, there were, you know, women's pictures everywhere. And obviously, you know, anyway, we, we could talk about this yeah, for yeah, hours, right, but, exactly. but, but you get my point. So I was I very, but you also handled it with humor. You handled it in a very, again, you know, you, you, you weren't attacking anybody. You handled it in a very respectful humor. If people remember. Many would disagree with Right. You. They thought it was too strong. Right. I thought it was really <laughs> strategically Thank well you. done. Thank you. But I really can't take all the credit. Like I'm constantly sharing my ideas, bouncing ideas off of my husband. He helps me so much with helping. You know, if it were just me, it would probably come right. out a lot more. Would you be Flatbush Girl if if you were not married with two kids? Like, does Flatbush Girl have to be married with two kids? The the generic Flatbush right, the Girl? Gen, like the, like right. the caricature the brand, of it. Right. The, brand. the brand. Like, could, you, could a single woman in the Flatbush community do what you're doing? I wonder. You know, it's it's amazing what you're pointing out. I think that in the community that singles face a very hard time being stigmatized Correct. and discriminated against as maybe having failed through the shidduchs process, mm -hmm. which is so sad and tragic. I think that at the end of the day, when people, um, you know, try to make fun of me, um, when they can fall back on the fact that I've been married for 13 years and that I have two kids, um, it kind of gives a little bit more credibility. And I, I appreciate that it gives my, you know, the points that I try to make more credibility, but at the same time, it is a, it's a sad observation. No question about it. Flatbush Girl is here, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. And I welcome all of um, Flatbush Girl's followers who are now uh, viewing our Facebook Live video at this moment. We should mention, in the conversation we had moments ago about District Leader, September the 13th, we should mention, attention carefully, all the people out there in the 45th District in Brooklyn, the name you're looking for on the ballot is not Flatbush Girl. You are not looking to vote for Flatbush Girl. That'd be too easy, right? right. You, you wish it was, right? I wish. The, I, I, I'm going <laughs> to legally change my name to that. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you should make a big ceremony, you know, the whole thing. The name you're looking for is Adina Sash, and that is, in fact, your real name. It's not yes. like you've made that one up. Yeah. Adina Sash. So when you go into the uh, polls and you fill out your ballots... Uh, you look for the name Adina Sash in Brooklyn, New York, and that's happening on September 13th. I'm sure we'll remind you between now and then. Um, all right, so we mentioned about being married with two kids. I have a couple of questions for you. First of all, is it a good idea to be married at the age of 18? I love this question. <laughs> wow, I love it. When do you think of these questions? Because I think it, I got married almost 27. And, okay. I, and I always say to myself, what would have been if, in fact, I would have, you know, 
met my bashert at 18, 19, 20, whatever age you want to, you know, everyone plays that game, I'm sure. Um, did it enhance your life in, in a way that you have no, that you have, that you don't sit and wonder what it would have been like if you were a little older, having been married at 18? Wow. Um, are you sure your listeners can handle the answer? I would hope so. <laughs> and it's funny what you just said about the uh, stigma of singles. Maybe you would say it's much better. Thank God I married at 18 and wasn't looking for somebody at the age of 30. You might say that. Right, I don't know. right. Um, I think that everyone, I, I mean, I, with, I'm going to just preface it by saying there's pros and cons to everything. Right. Um, but I don't want to be too parv. I think parv is meaningless. So I'm just going to say that. Parv doesn't taste good, does it? Parv is just boring. I mean, think of parv ice cream. It's like, eh. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I think that when you uh, grow together with someone that you're able to, you know, kind of have more of an open mindedness that we're both, we're just two humans in a relationship and that, um, you know, we don't have to modify and adjust to what we're already familiar with because we're still just so young. Right. Um, so I think that's a great a, point. A, right. Great um, point. And I would argue that that growth can begin at 18 or it can begin at 25 or whatever, you know, as definitely. long as you're open and willing right. to, to grow up together, so to right. speak, no matter when it is. Um, I think that the system is, is interesting. I think there's pros and cons to it. Um, I think that we are seeing a shift in more modern circles where people are dating for longer. They could even be dating for like, you know, six months, which back in the day, like, you know, for me, like 13 years ago, like that was like Can a I long ask time. Can I you went to high school? I went to Manhattan High School. Hmm. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I went to BYU Elementary. Um, I touched in Yiddish for 10 years. Very <laughs> in the beginning. And then you left Brooklyn and went to Manhattan. Yes. And I was the only girl from my elementary class who went to Manhattan High School. And it was... Do you have friends from high school still? I do. Of course I do. Yes. But I have lost many friends along the way of becoming Flatbush Girl. I think that a lot of friends in my close circle um, kind of couldn't distinguish between the character and myself. Mm. And it made them somewhat uncomfortable. Is your husband ever uncomfortable? Um, he is my rock. He is always, he just, he's he my went, compass. He went with this the whole way. Yes. No he, problem. He, and he's scripted most of my videos and I really, I don't, I don't really do anything without asking him his opinion, not for permission, right? but because, um, but his assistance. Yeah. Right. You, you don't look like you're scripted. It's funny. Unless you have a really good memory, well, you don't look. You like, know what it is? It's more like when we make scripted videos. Right. It's not so much like oh, what should right, the I? General ones. Yeah. Shopping for flowers won't be scripted. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Interesting. And the kids. I don't know how old they are, but are they cool? With Nine the whole thing? and three. Are they cool? So with the whole thing? This is, a great... is their school cool with the whole thing? I know that's always an issue in Brooklyn. Right. The way schools view what you do as parents right. or don't do as parents, right. or what you have in your home or don't have in your home, and you can't tell anybody that you don't have a smartphone. <laughs> What do you mean? I don't know, Flappers Girl. What are you talking about? So um, how do you handle that? Let's just say, every, for me, life is about dance, dancing delicately. And um, I've just been fortunate to have um, Hanhala, who understands that the goal is not just about attention, um, but the goal is more about uh, creating a platform to create positive change and influence. So I'm very appreciative. It happens to be that my nine-year-old son, Ruvin, is really like a Yotze Menachal kind of kid. Is he in a school we would have heard of? Don't say a name, but is he in a school we would have oh, heard yeah, of? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mainstream type yeah, Brooklyn yeah, school. Yeah, exactly. And I think that um, in terms of what you're saying, you know, with the kids, I think it's 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 scary to think about the ways in which many social media influencers exploit their children right. for Instagram. So my son, Rubin, actually gets paid $20 per Insta story that he's featured in, and he sends me an invoice at the end of the day. 
How, how quickly do you need to pay him? Oh, right away. He, uh, and if I don't pay yeah, He doesn't wait, huh? No, he does not. He, he gets his men after you. Yes. And he's he like, knows where you live. Exactly. And if, if, I, if I don't pay him, he goes, that's child exploitation. And interesting, you're very open about the fact that what you're doing, and I didn't, I didn't really, you know, I, I let it slide when you said it earlier in the conversation, but now it's a good opportunity. You're very open about the fact that so much of this is sponsored and ads. And when you are at a specific, like if you would walk into a restaurant, we could assume that that restaurant has some type of business arrangement with you. If you're doing it as an Insta story. True. But I try to tell the audience, try to just sit back and relax because, you know, most of it is spontaneous. Most of those Insta stories are, you know, natural interactions that are happening Yes, I'm motivated to do it because there's a financial exchange. And this is how I allow the platform to thrive. This is how right. I handle answering 400 DMs a day. If I had a nine to five job, I can't answer 400 DMs a day. Right. Um, and I try to say, you know, try to just enjoy, sit back and relax. If you happen to consume the ad part of it, then great. And if not, there's no pressure. Understood. Flatbush Girl is here. JM in the AM Tuesday. Um, do you feel a responsibility at all? to inspire people in a religious sense, in a spiritual sense. Again, I, I'm not as familiar as others here with, you know, all the stories you do, but is there a time when you would, you know, speak, especially now we've got, you know, a big part of the year coming up, a yunt of et cetera. Is there a time where you would actually spend some of your time with your public talking about deeper issues? Yes. Um, one of the things I've been trying to get the audience to recognize is that there's nuance. So a lot of times I'll promote or, or show that I'm more my views are more aligned with um, someone more what we would call open minded, right. and then I get a lot of support from the more liberal part of the audience. But then I started to notice a trend where they were very intolerant of the more writer side, and I said this cannot this cannot continue. And so I interviewed Rabbi Mizrahi, and I shared um, some of his more you know fire and brimstone opinions about things. I just saw you yeah, I would clench not, up. I would not have interviewed him. Okay, I was see. shocked you did, frankly. Thank you. I mean... I thank you. What I mean to say is I'm happy you're shocked because my only goal is to jolt the brain into asking oneself, why are we more tolerant of one type of person versus another? If you would like them to be more open-minded to you, how can you not offer them that same courtesy? All right. Now, now, I don't know how far to go on this, but I'll say the following. Number one... There are really, really responsible rabbis out there, leaders that could have guided you differently in that situation, which you don't necessarily have to listen to. I don't listen to everything everyone tells me. Uh, and secondly, I would say that that when, when someone gives the impression that they know how God thinks, I start to be suspicious. So that that's, you know. I hear what you're you, saying. You get what I'm saying. I hear what you're saying. I mean, there are, of course, there are some, whatever, we can, yeah, we can go on all exactly. All another, another show we can it's do just, on this. The point is to get comfortable within right. the gray. But that's not, see, I asked you about deeper issues. You're so, talking about conflict in the community, which I get, and you want to well, be somebody who brings everyone together. That. It bleeds into that. Because I, these spiritual issues are divisive and need to be a little bit more uniting, you're exactly. saying. Exactly. And the, you know, this whole concept of off the derrick is right. becoming like, you know, very difficult to ignore. Right. Um, and See, I would consider, by the way, I'm sorry to... No, please. I would consider, and people are going to think this is outrageous, but there are people out there who know me for, you know, many decades, so maybe they'll they'll give me the, uh, you know, cut me a little slack. I believe that things like the ban on female pictures leads to girls finding other alternatives spiritually. I'm so grateful that you're saying that. 
Thank you for recognizing. Because people may think that's nuts. You know, what are you talking about? How could it? And I'm telling you, especially in this era, look at the era we're in, where there's so many choices for kids to go through. There's so many ways for people to express themselves and find themselves, so to speak. And instead of instead of making them feel included, it's it just doesn't work. It's really amazing that you have that perspective and well, that you feel comfortable sharing it with your audience. I think that's amazing. Well, look, you've gotten it out of me. How do you like that? <laughs> They're all going to credit Flatbush Girl. Uh, those of you who are in the 45th district in Brooklyn, New York, it is rare that we encourage people to vote for one candidate over another. But after all, you have 40,000 followers. You Thank know, you. And you told everybody to install our app. You know what I'm saying? So, you wanna... You'll be getting an invoice. <laughs> Your son will make sure of it, huh? You you are looking for the name Adina Sash. Adina Sash on your ballot. Adina Sash is the name you're looking for on September the 13th. Is 40,000 the number? Like if you had 15,000 or when you had 10,000, were you able to do what you're doing? Or you had to get to a certain plateau before Flatbush Girl could really monetize this and create what you've created? I think it's about selling it to the client in a way for them to understand that this is a deep audience, meaning it's not widespread that you can't convert it to foot traffic into your store. Um, And so really, I think that micro influencers nowadays, people with even 2000 followers, sometimes when a message is coming from your friend, that could be so powerful to influence their choices. So I don't think it's so much about the number, but about the depth of the audience, not the width, the depth. Right. And so what some would call a niche audience. Frankly. Yeah, right. exactly. And and honestly, for me, it's really not about the number. Like I happen to grow more slowly than other people. Uh, I'm not I mean, you know, I, I don't grow so fast. Um, and for me, it's really not about that. For me, it's about that one person in the audience who's, who really gets what I'm saying. Are there people on social media that you admire? Like, are there one or two people that you either, you know, follow intently because you like their strategy or people that are doing, you know, again, deeper issues or important issues than you say to yourself, you know, this is somebody that I'm, that I want to pay careful attention to. Unfortunately, Aside from us, of course. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have yet to see the female demographic on Instagram really uniting for causes um, that really create change. Um, I'm seeing too much of a pattern of females only feeling comfortable with cooking, with fashion, with makeup, with shaitals, and they don't feel comfortable um, venturing out into commenting about more important social issues. And I understand them. I Does that un- include Israel? Like attitudes? Yes. Toward- yes. And I and I understand them because what, what's going on on social media is that the negative voices are very loud. Right. People are using anonymous right. you know, usernames. And it's very intimidating to get hate and hateful comments on your page. So I get that they're, they don't want to be in that. Um, but I think if there's no hate, then how can you ever, how can you ever jolt people? Right. So I... Um, Unfortunately, I don't look around and I'm not inspired by what I see going on on Instagram. And and I have a very far way to go as well. I'm not necessarily looking at well, myself. I'm like- glad you brought that up because I would say that, in, again, in the times that I've seen you, I have seen fashion, you know, themes. Right. I mean, I've seen you either either shop for or try on or 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 tour the neighborhood for a wedding dress or a wedding gown or a gown to wear at a wedding. Wasn't there an episode wasn't there an episode like that where you actually were were shopping in my role? It was probably an ad. 
was an ad. Okay, but, but you did it. <laughs> right, right, of course. Right. Well, but if but there's messages behind the skits. So I'm communicating in ways that people are familiar with. They're familiar right. with shaitels. I use shaitels all the time as a car bun in my videos. Cooking also? What do Yes, use- definitely. Like burning things, trying right. to cook something for my husband and then it burning and showing his reaction. Right. Meaning, so I'm trying to use familiar frames of reference, but I'm trying to get to a, a thesis. There's, there's, there's what to analyze. Right. Do you, uh, are, are you posting from what we call here, uh, Havdalah till candle lighting? Are you posting, you know, from the moment Shabbos is over until you're taking pictures of your Shabbos It's very table. easy to get that impression because it's as though I'm kind of documenting a little bit in the morning, afternoon, night. You know, it kind of comes full circle. So it's easy to imagine that's, that's all my life is comprised of. But um, don't forget, there's 24 hours in a day. Right. These clips are only 15 seconds long. So you do sleep and your husband does sleep and... It does. Well, I op- definitely don't sleep right. because lately with the with the whole political sphere. But it does um, operate somewhat like a normal Jewish family. Oh yes. <laughs> Do you have your favorite places to shop for food? Forget about the ads for a second. Do you I'm have- tra- I was just thinking, who do I, who do I owe loyalty who, who to? Who do you need to push, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking like we do here. <laughs> I love that. The challenge a- is to make it entertaining. <laughs> do right? you have a favorite restaurant? You don't have eating restrictions, right? You're not like a, you're not like a, a vegetarian. No, absolutely <laughs> not. You, you eat it all. I love it. I, I actually, I'm a, I'm a real foodie. I mix everything. My favorite thing to eat, my audience knows, yeah. gefilte fish and cream. Seven days a week, my favorite food. And it has to be what type of food? Anything. Like one of those sweet frozen loaves? Well, I prefer the loaves. And you prefer it sweet? Anything. I just, I'd like, I just love gefilte fish with the carrot. And I love on Shabbos chalent with a big piece of marble cake mixed together. To me, like that combination is incredible. What do you mean mixed together? Like pieces, mushed, you know. Marble cake in the chalent? Yes, it's very good. Or seven layer cake. That's a recipe. I don't think we've found in any of the hundreds of, of Jewish cookbooks out there. <laughs> Chocolate and chalan is a really good combination. I've heard of Coca Cola and chalan. Have you? I've never yeah. heard of that. But I've never heard of not a. a as I've never heard of a dessert item inside the. No, chalan. not well, not cooking it in. Right, the, but, but mashing it into it once yeah, the chalan's complete. Yeah, mashing it chunks. It's, it's really good. Interesting, and um, and it's only chrein with the gefilte fish. You're not going to go with mayonnaise. Oh yeah, chrein mayo, but, but the chrein is the icker. Right. Have you heard about this horseradish mustard that's out there? I have not. Yeah. Is that fun. one of your sponsors? It's not a sponsor, but I've, I've been very, very into mustard recently. I had eight really? mustards on my Shabbos table this week. Wow, nice. Yeah, and I'm trying to, I'm, I, it's, a, it's an amazing uh, condiment, you know. Are you aware of that? I mean, <laughs> it happens to be that mustard powder is very powerful in dishes. So, um, but yeah, we should we should read about the mustard seed. Yes, that, and uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I was in touch with Seth Levitt of A and H uh, Hot Dogs. Okay, and I said to him, I'm very into this stone ground mustard, which is so sharp. And he goes, Yeah, because it's got the most mustard seed of all the mustard. So there you go. You see, I I stumbled upon your observation. Well, is it like a craving you're having for the mustard seed? I'm not sure. I, I sort of discovered it. It's it's it, it reminds me. Of about 10, 15 years ago, when I discovered that I don't only enjoy hot dogs with mustard, I'll eat hot dogs with ketchup as well. Blasphemy. How do you like that? I'll tell you another one that'll shock you. You ready for this one? Yes. Before the age of 40, I had maybe three bananas in my life. And since, including this morning, since 40, I've had hundreds and hundreds of bananas. I I developed a taste for bananas. How do you expect, how do you, how do you, how do you explain that? I think that is an indication of your open-mindedness to 
evolving. Interesting. You're not stubborn and stuck in your ways. How do you like that? Most people in this room will probably disagree with that. But, but at least when it comes to food, maybe I'm a little bit more flexible. Adina Sash is the name you're looking for. 45th District in Brooklyn, New York on September 13th at 9 p.m. There's going to be quite a celebration. Have you yes. decided where the celebration will be? I already have a celebration going on, whether I'm victorious well, of or course. not. Yeah. Yes, there's going to be a big event. We're having a big celebration. Will We're, it be in Flatbush? It will be in Flatbush. We are <laughs> going to celebrate. We're going to be wearing gowns and makeup. We're going to make it glamorous so that so that from a superficial perspective, people are entertained by watching it. You know, you have to have the cover. The cover screen always has to look Correct. a certain way. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about it. So you want to affect change in every way possible. One of the ways to do it is to become a political figure. Uh, have you gotten a lot of support from the quote unquote established political leaders in Brooklyn, New York? I have not. I have actually met with quite a few of them and all of them have told me that they will not be the first to endorse me. If I could convince one other one to endorse me, they won't be the Nachshon Ben Aminadav. They won't jump in. No, they will not jump in because they don't want to risk any harm to their political career. Wow, and they've been I, open with you about this. Um, right, and I, to which I really am very disappointed. I can imagine. I think that being an elected official is not just about securing your paycheck. Uh, I think that it is an opportunity to affect change, and especially if you see another um, Orthodox female trying to get into the realm, not because I want you to throw me a bone, but because where else are our female Orthodox role models? Now, you don't have to think I'm a role model on all levels, but just from the gutsy level, just from having the nerve to say it's okay, it's okay to go into a man's world and still juggle being uh, Isha Schayel and a mother, uh, you know, to, I think that that's an important thing for, for the men to support. Um, so it was really disappointing. Uh, I, I understand. Do now. they realize if they'd endorse you, they'd have forty thousand people who would really be? I tried to impress that <laughs> upon them, but they they operate out of fear and look for the risk rather than the the benefit. Right. Um, yes, it is quite disappointing. Have you ever have you ever met Judge Ruchi Fryer? She is incredible. She You've is, met her. Yes. Uh, what do you think? Well, you say she's incredible, but give me some details. What do you what think? What I of her? think is incredible about her is that she kept persevering despite the backlash. Also, a support of her husband, I assume. Yeah. Oh, right. I guess that's an integral right. Uh, that. right component. Um, I just think to be able to continue persevering against the pushback uh, is an amazing quality. There's a documentary about her now, Ninety Three Queen. Yeah, which I'm very, very interested in seeing. I wonder if any documentarian out there would feel that Flatbush Girl would be the subject of a good documentary. I actually have a little documentary coming out regarding the race. Uh, Brick TV is going to be following me as I campaign door to door uh, and over, you know, going to different events, fundraising events. And on the night of the election, they're they're going to be with me as we uh, get the final result. How many doors do you have to knock on in your district? How many doors are there in your district? Based on my analysis uh, regarding the voters who are mo most likely to already show up, we're only talking about maybe maybe a thousand or two thousand doors can right. be can just be the make it or break it and number. That, and that, of course, as so many have learned. Uh, is the key to the election, meeting as many people personally. It's the leather. Well. It's yeah. the boots on the ground. Exactly. Um, and uh, I've created even like, I, I've been giving to all the people I knock on their doors. I've been giving them magnets with my phone number on it um, so that they feel as though they have a direct line of communication with the person that they might be elected. Meaning cell phone number. Well, I, I mean, I have it through Google Voice. Right. 
But, you know, they, that way, you know, they can just call me any, whatever is going on. If they can't reach a local elected official, if someone's blocking their driveway. You don't have that magna with you, do you? Uh, I don't, but I will, I will give one to you. When well, not for me. It's for Yoni. I want to make oh, sure he can reach does you. Does he live in the 45th district? No, but I want to make sure he can reach you whenever we need to. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you can always DM me also. Yoni, you know how to do that? You know how DM works? He says yes. Okay, good. Um, finally, Flatbush Girl. Uh, I have uh, only somewhat joked over the years, because I'm doing this quite a long time, and I've, I've only um, uh, half-jokingly said this over the years, that when we have certain guests in studio, uh, the paparazzi lines up outside, to, and, and it's happened. It's happened where people realize, because someone's live, right. that it happened in our Jersey City studio, and it happens here, of course. Uh, but today, it's no joke. Today, I know for a fact that there are people who specifically are going to be outside because they heard you're going to be in this neighborhood this I cannot morning. wait to take a selfie. Yeah, now, now I hope they really show up. <laughs> now, now I hope they're really yeah. on the sidewalk. I think they, <laughs> think they will be. That's uh, awesome. I hope they don't mistime it, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, you've got quite a following, and it's uh, and it's pretty interesting. And if you go, do you fly to Israel ever? Yeah, of course. Okay, and have you documented your trips to Israel? Yes, I have. Which and that's that's in all seriousness, that's really spontaneous. I mean, that's you know, you don't have sponsors in Israel that are. I actually had a sponsor in Israel. <laughs> okay, but that's the <laughs> exception. I'm saying that that the majority of that trip was was really you and your family. I would assume, right? Well, there were a few sponsorships. It was not. I was motivated for you know for the spiritual aspect of it. You know, to be able to show our children the, our birthright. Um, but while we were there, people reached out and had said, "Oh, I, I didn't realize you were here," and then asked if you know we could collaborate on a story. Um, excuse my curiosity. Sure, I would love you to ask. Are you college educated? I have a master's in medieval literature. You're serious? I am serious. When you were married, you went for a master's in medieval literature? Yes. Brooklyn College? Yes. And I graduated at the 4.0. And I was inducted into Phi Beta Kappa. <laughs> so you and I could have a cursory conversation about medieval literature. Yes. Chaucer, the Pearl Poet, Gowing and the Green Knight, Arthur, you know, all of that. Wow, that's impressive, I must say. You. Have you revisited that topic, that genre, since you've graduated and gotten your master's? Yes, I have. I think In your spare time, you would you would feel the Shabbos need... Shabbos afternoon on the couch. Seriously? Yes. What else is on your Shabbos reading list besides that? Um, the newspapers that don't show women's faces. You do read So them. I can get my little venting out, right. you know? It's therapeutic. You can be infuriated. It's cathartic. So when you see, a, a, when you see that a couple is being honored... Yet they show the face of the man and nobody else in the picture. Right. That would be one of the ways you would vent and it would be exactly. cathartic for you. Exactly. Right. You know, I, I have to, I, and I feel like I get more schar from not ripping the newspaper right. on Shabbos. Right. So I like to put myself in that situation because like, right. I just get another more example, in the world to come. An another example, if I may. When you see a Pesach program with seven male speakers and three female speakers and you see seven photos in that ad, another opportunity for you to to discuss in your own head the absurdity of the entire thing. Yes. And also when I see that they show photos of classrooms right. in the community, right. to me that's the most heartbreaking, that they'll show four, five, six, seven-year-olds, uh, Sidurim plays, um, you know, and it's just the boys' schools. And what kind of message are we sending our precious little girls? We say, but are we poisoning and twisting that pasuk by sheltering them completely, yeah. by sheltering them from the public eye completely, 
like you said, I think that it's, you know, just a breeding ground for them feeling objectified and disenchanted with our with our beautiful heritage. Two boys or a boy and a girl? Two boys. I'm still not Yotze, my Puruvu requirement. <laughs> is that something that you've discussed with your audience? Or you've, you've saved that for us? <laughs> this is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time you've mentioned it. Would you like to have a daughter? Um, because I, it would pose certain challenges, you know. It definitely would. <laughs> um, it would pose challenges. You know, um, I'm the only girl of three boys. Ah. So uh, I'm comfortable being in an old, like an only where boy are you, family. Where are you among the three I'm brothers? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest and then yeah. you have three brothers. Three younger oh, brothers. That must be interesting. I loved it. I loved it. You should know everyone was like, oh, don't you want a sister? And I'm like, if my mother was a girl, I'm out of here. <laughs> My daughters might say that boys are more exciting to grow up with than girls. They might say that. Right. I don't know. You know. I don't know. I guess it's how we raise them. Right. Interesting. Uh, well, it's been an, uh, a very interesting encounter. I'm so happy. I really loved it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Flopbush girl. Uh, oh, we should go through everything. You are on Facebook. It's not just Instagram. You are on Facebook. People will find you. If they search Flopbush girl on Instagram. What should they Flopbush do? girl. Flopbush girl on Twitter. Twitter, Flappish Girl, Flappish underscore girl. Anything else we need to know? Or? Well, you can go check out my website, voteflappishgirl.com. Voteflappishgirl.com. Yes, you'll be able to read more about, you know, my platform and the things I stand for. Um, and that's really it. Who helped you write the platform? Write the platform? Yeah, or you did it yourself? Um, I think myself, just looking at the observations, you right. know, what other people were saying. I was saying the opposite. And I have to, uh, <laughs> anything people said, you would, you would automatically just say the opposite. I have to thank uh, one of our uh, associate producers, Yosef Siegel, for setting this conversation yes. up. I met him. You met him on I the political hear. scene out there in Brooklyn. He also, I believe, has not tossed in an endorsement for you yet. I'm going to see if I could change that. But uh, <laughs> we, we got to get somebody out there. We got to get somebody on the Brooklyn you know what? political scene. It's funny. I think that's what makes me similar to like Rookie Fryer and other people who have persevered. The less endorsements and support I get, the more stronger I get. Mm. You know, we say we're a stubborn nation. Right. And it, this is just motivation. You're a perfect example. I <laughs> am a perfect example. I, like, you know, the, the less support I get, the more the more my resolve gets that I need to show my audience what it means to win against against having no support. So it would be helpful for you if I didn't endorse you. Yes, please you do not me. get me an endorsement. That will ruin the narrative. Right. Even if I would endorse you, that would be bad. So I won't say a word. <laughs> Uh, Adina Sash is the name you're looking for if you're in the 45th district in Brooklyn, New York. It's September the 13th. We'll remind you as we get closer. And finally, what does your day look like today? Will this be a typical Tuesday? Will it be a summer Tuesday? How would you des- how would you describe the Flatbush girl uh, next uh, 12 hours or so? Knocking on doors, um, connecting with the members of the community. And that's just basically it. We're in campaigning so you, mode. I was just saying, you're in full political mode? Full-blown full, full campaigning Til mode, Until yes. September 13th? Yes. I mean, it, it'll be a shock if people even see any of your updates. There there won't be anything between now and the 13th. Well, no, I document along the I way. <laughs> I know, and I'm sure people find it a lot of fun to follow it. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. And my daughters do send special regards. One is in Camp Misora. Okay. And one is in Israel. Let's make a little video for her that you could WhatsApp to her. I would like to do that because they, I think they're devastated that this was the day we decided to Absolutely. bring you here. Absolutely. And you'll tell me your username so I could see the conversations I've had with her. There you go. Thank you. All right. Flatbush Girl on a historic Tuesday morning here at JM and the AM. I thank those of you who have been watching on Facebook Live. We continue with great music and plenty more. Coming up, this is JM in the AM.